What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Dreamer Cigars Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam Gard, a.k.a. AG the Dreamer. And I'm your co-host, Logan Hamilton, a.k.a. Hambone. And today, our very special guest is Luciano Morales. How are you, man? How are you doing? Doing well, brother. Doing well. Happy to be here to show. I was, uh, was excited about it. That's good. So, so I- I've always been curious, right? We- we've never met officially in person. Did he get your name right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it did great actually. I got your last yeah. name right. <laughs> it did. Nailed it. Morales, Nailed it. nice. Okay, cool. Love that. Well, uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, I think uh, we're both very curious how you got started in the cigar world. What was that like? It's a <laughs> it's a long, long story, and I'll tell you the uh, not the short version. But I'll tell you uh, what I can tell you in the next uh, three minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So I've, I've been a cigar smoker uh, since I was 18 years old, actually before, but we can say that probably, right? <laughs> um, but I always uh, struggle my entire life uh, with actually a, a condition that I have called synesthesia. So all my senses are mixed up. Right. So I, I, it's a lot of, a lot of pain that comes with that disease. You know, a lot of uh, uh, headaches, uh, stomach issues. Uh, you get very uh, sensitive to sounds. So it was always a challenge for me. And because at that time, talking about when I was born 47 years ago, uh, there wasn't. Uh, much knowledge about this. So uh, I was treated many different ways, different drugs, different things. Uh, nothing ever worked. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a very long journey of pain, but I learned how to live with, how to cope with. And uh, this has been uh, always part of my life, you know? So I was obsessed with flavors. I was obsessed with, uh, with sounds. Uh, and the story starts right there. Uh, and that's why I always smoked cigars. Was for me, it was it was about trying to understand, you know, the flavors behind. Now, uh, move forward. Uh, now I'm graduating, you know, school. I'm actually coming out of uh, uh, University of Chicago and uh, create investment funds. Yeah. At very early age, I was very successful in that in that area of my life. I was working like crazy. Uh, you know, years later talking about, so I graduated in 1999, talking about now 2007. I uh, have already uh, two daughters, uh, three daughters actually, one is uh, 14. Um, I am, which I have to explain to you why I was there in Dominican Republic, but I had, uh, part of my business was to deal with a lot of blue chip companies, like companies that are very large and wanted to expand into different regions. So it's basically private equity. Yeah. So I developed relationships with, you know, governments and some of these private entities. Uh, and I was basically living a crazy life, making a lot of money. But I, I, I was basically losing my family. You know, my, mm. my marriage was, was going downhill. Uh, I, I almost didn't see my eldest daughter grow up. Uh, and in 2007, I was working directly with the Dominican Republic government in the present year now. Um, into tax uh, issues, tax incentives to export 
Dominican cigars into uh, countries in Eastern Europe and Latin America. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a very successful relationship. I meet Ernesto Perez Carrillo during that time. Uh, one of the days that we had a meeting afterwards, he invited me to come over. So I was sitting in his office talking. And I received this phone call from my wife saying that uh, one of my daughters had experienced a very traumatic uh, situation. Oh. Um, and without going into details, I immediately flew back. Uh, and, and that was a very, very traumatic uh, experience that she went through. And I just decided to change my lifestyle. So the, 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 short, the short answer to a question would be, uh, I, I got into the cigar business because I, wanted, uh, I was looking for healing. And also because I want to become a better man, a better father uh, to my kids. So that, that was the reason because I, after that happened, I took about a year sabbatical and I, I was fortunate to be able to not depend on working anymore. But I, but because of my personality, I mean, I have to work, I have to do something meaningful, you know. So I, I decided to, uh, to go back to Dominican. I would come and see Ernie like very now and then because he was extremely supportive. He embraced me during that difficult time. Uh, in one of the strips, you know, I told him, I said, I want to do something and I, I think I'm going to actually work, uh, work with cigars, you know, and he, uh, he left me and said, uh, so you, if you want to want to lose money, welcome, you know, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not looking to make money. And I started this small operation, uh, in Nicaragua, uh, in 2008 when he was creating the Maclera Alianza. And he's the one who introduced me to Pichardo. Uh, yeah. He knew his family from Cuba. He uh, he said, you know, I know this guy. He's now in Brazil for the past two years. I helped him. But he's uh, he's very good in agriculture. So if you want to maybe start uh, growing tobacco, he's the guy you should uh, go for. Wow. And by the way, our the history of our company comes from agriculture first. Most of the companies, they start with a brand and then they go to manufacturing then tobacco processing, and then eventually they'll get into the farming. So we came from the opposite. We came from farming to tobacco processing to factory and then brands. Wow. So we've been, we've been in the business for the uh, past 16 years, uh, but we only launched our own brands in 2018. It's been only right. five years, four years. Um, so I mean, you guys again, hit the industry pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we, we have... Again, because we came from this opposite direction, we have a lot of support because we're making cigars for so many different people and we have so 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 many good relationships that it was truly organic to kind of, you know, when we jumped into creating our own brands, to, we have support from uh, from many of them. Uh, and I even, and the way we did was, uh, was uh, very ethical. So we came to some of these clients and said, listen, this is our plan for the next year. This was back in 2017, but I won't do it without your support. You know, so we try. We made we made sure we were in good terms with everybody that we uh, producing cigars for, and uh, and we received this amazing uh, support from uh, from all these companies, and that that of course helped a lot to launch you know this brand. Yeah, and it's been a crazy journey, man. We uh, we grew up pretty really fast, and uh, but very responsible. So not like you know, nothing's artificial. Uh, we, 
uh, we basically started small and then we got this uh, strategic alliance with Strong Heads back in 2020 because we were already making products for them. Then, uh, then we started distribution through them and that kind of gave them another jump into uh, to the consumers and to the retailers. And then it's been a nonstop growing since then. And unfortunately, uh, we are here now and uh, I'm very happy with, uh, with what we achieved so far. But yeah, that's kind of the, the three minute, maybe went to five, I guess, answer. <laughs> no, but, uh, but the short answer is that it was a truly a healing process. And working with cigars also helped me with my disease too, like in my condition. Uh, there's like 99% of bad stuff, but there's 1% of good stuff. Uh, you know, I have, uh, I can uh, memorize sounds, flavors, that kind of thing. It, it does. It does, it does create for me a, a, an opportunity to, wow. uh, to live with my, with my condition, you know? So I basically blend on a daily basis. And, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that, that is, uh, that's truly an incredible story. That, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's a pretty crazy story. I know I've, you know, you, 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 you sent me kind of your bio before and I, I read it and I was like, what has this guy not done? Right. Like I was like, okay, this there's, there's a lot more to you than than uh, I think a lot of the cigar people in the you know, uh, you know they they smoke your cigars like today. I mean, we we didn't even bring it up, but I'm smoking your Pachado Maduro, and I am smoking the Luciano, <laughs> the Dreamer. Yep, um, and a, fit, uh, a fitting name, by the way. A, a fitting name, absolutely. I mean, I love the Dreamer. <laughs> I'm I'm a little mad that you took our dreamer name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's 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 definitely something that, you know, it's it's quite obvious that you've had quite the journey and you've always been kind of that that dreamer mentality. So that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I think a lot of people can learn from from the journey you've had and the decisions you made about, you know, deciding to become the man you wanted to be, the, the family man. You know about about you know taking care of your daughter and taking care of your family and you know going back to that that's it it really is admirable that's awesome. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, thank you. It's been uh, again uh, a journey, and I don't regret a bit. So after yeah. I made that decision, things changed a lot. Um, I'm happy that my other two daughters got a much better version of me after <laughs> I made the decision. And I was able to actually uh, fix a lot of things in my relationship with uh, with my eldest daughter too. She, by the way, has her own company. She's 24 now. And, really? Uh, doing, doing beautifully. So uh, she got she some of those France. entrepreneurial genes then. Yeah. Definitely. She's an artist. She's in fashion design. And, wow. Uh, but she's very successful. Like she got her own company, uh, completely independent. Wow. She also got, got married a couple of years ago. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, maybe, maybe one day I'll be a grandpa. Ah, I like it. <laughs> I Very like it. nice. Very nice. I got to tell you, I'm getting a lot of wonderful taste out of this cigar. Yeah, I, I have really had good. the Dreamer before, but I've never had the Pachardo Maduro, so I wanted to make sure I, I tried this one. Yeah, this, is, this is the first time I've had uh, the Dreamer, and it's it's absolutely incredible. It's The ash is holding up beautifully, and it's it's very even and very smooth draw, and the taste, I love the taste. But sp speaking of taste, though, uh, how do you get the true taste out of cigars? What is that to you? I think a taste is a taste, right? So sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good. But like cigars for me is, is truly like, uh, 
like cooking. I was hearing the other day a friend of mine talking about, he's a cigar maker. Uh, he's more like simplistic. He says, oh, if you have good tobacco, good, it's just like cooking. Have good ingredients, it will be good. I think that's more than that. But at the same time, uh, I think he's right. I think, you know, once coming from the, the, the agriculture and the tobacco process, you understand the importance of that process, the importance of the quality of the tobaccos that you use. That's extremely important. And, uh, but for me, the flavors, the taste, the true taste and the true flavors come, comes out of a good process of fermentation and the combination. But when I say the combination, mainly uh, the, the, the most important achievement that should be for any cigar maker is to make people salivate. Because that's yeah. the only way that you can fully perceive flavor is if you're salivating. Because then it opens, you know, some taste buds can only be open uh, you know, if you salivate. Just like when you eat food. I should have worn a bib today. I, I, got, I got too much. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> salivating from the cigars. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. But, but it's true. Like this, the, the only way you can fully perceive a, a flavor of a cigar is if you salivate. That's why some, some cigars that dry your mouth, you're always going to need something to drink with or to pair with. Uh, otherwise, uh, it will be hard for you to really perceive flavor. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good. Uh, th- yeah, that's that that's a really good point because, you know, we we focus so much on cigar beginners, right? Teaching people that they don't know which side of the cigar to cut. They're just just the basics. They want to learn how to get into it, and that's that's what we focus on. That's everybody watching today or not everybody, but a lot of people that are going to watch this, you know, they're, they're sitting there like, all right, I just want to get into it. I want to learn. And I'm sure a lot of people that have had maybe one or two cigars in the past, they're like, man, my mouth is just, yeah, like the whole, you know, like that, what you get. And, and so guys, now, you know, smoke any of Luciano's cigars and you're going to salivate and you're going to be able to, you're going to be fine. But um, you know, how, but you know how crazy this is? And uh, I like to talk about some unconventional things or, or, or try to kind of uh, bust some myths of, yeah, I love it. Uh, of, of our cigar industry, right? Um, the way we all perceive flavor, flavors uh, really depends on so many different factors. Uh, they, we have several taste buds, but they're mainly divided in two types of reactions that your brain decodes. One is, it's called the uh, ionic taste buds, which is basically an electric impulse that's generated to the nerve system. Your brain decodes as, as if it's spicy, hot, or cold. That's what prevents you from burning your internal organs. That's why you don't drink a, a, uh, a hot uh, yeah, coffee, uh, tea. Yeah, tea. But that, otherwise, you would burn yourself internally if, if, you know, if it's on a boiling uh, point, or even if it's over, you know, uh, 200 right. degrees. I mean, you, you burn yourself. Uh, it's, it's also important uh, that, that taste buds are responsible for you to perceive flavors that are spicy, you know. Uh, now, there's another type of, uh, of taste bud that, that only works when you salivate, uh, which is called the protein-based taste bud. So basically, your brain sends a signal in a fraction of a second uh, when you're going to eat to make you salivate or something causes the salivation. It could be uh, from baking powder to a little bit of salt to uh, the combination of magnesium and salt makes you salivate a lot. 
uh, uh, there's, there's some, some, some elements that trigger that. But when that happens, when that happens, in your saliva, there's a protein. And that protein adheres to the molecules of that food. And that's how your brain recognizes that flavor. It's by that connection. So that, and that's only possible if you sell it. It's impossible if you don't sell it. Yeah. So this is number that this is number one. The number, well, the, I, I, there's a hundreds, but I'll, I'll, I'll name <laughs> five very, very important ones. No, you're good. The second that's, one, that's very informative. That's good stuff. Yeah, this, the, the, very, the other one is how actually the pH of a saliva is, and which is uh, complete, uh, totally connected with what you eat and how your stomach reacts, uh, your digestive system reacts to certain types of food, what kind of medications you take. Let's say uh, when you are, when you have, let's say you have constant pain, which a lot of people does, and they take Tylenol all the time. Right. So anti-inflammatories that has the substance of Tylenol affects the way you perceive flavor. Or 50% of our population has a bacteria in their stomach called H. pylori. If you are one of that 50%, you're going to perceive flavor different than, than me that I don't have. Uh, or let's say you take antibiotics because you got a strep throat, uh, or you have a skin infection, you're taking an uh, antifungal. Uh, I mean, this, this, it depends on the medication you take, uh, what kind of bacteria you have in your stomach, that will determine. Wow. Also, what you eat. <laughs> yeah, that's very fascinating. What you eat, you know. Uh, so when you wake up in the morning, you are basically fasting for the past eight hours uh, or more. Uh, when you fast that long, your brain is also sending signals to uh, creating a hormone that gives you, uh, that makes you satisfied, that you don't have to eat at night. So we don't wake up in the middle of the night, generally, some people do, but you don't wake up in the middle of the night and wanting to eat a steak, although you are without eating for so many hours. So when you wake up, the pH of your saliva is extremely low. So uh, that's why you are able to perceive flavors in a mild cigar sometimes. But if you want to read it, smoke a strong cigar, the best time to smoke is in the morning. That flavor, you feel more that strong. Um, now, let's say you have a meal. You just eat. You just ate. And uh, a lot of people say, well, after you eat, go and smoke a strong cigar. Actually, if you want to smoke a strong cigar, you should smoke while you're eating or before you eat. Because that's when the acidity of your saliva is really high, so the pH is low. So because you have that high acidity in your mouth, it, you tolerate more strength. Wow. So technically, wow. that's, another, that's another myth. So if yeah. you smoke the cigar before the meal, that's the best time to smoke a strong cigar. Now, if you wait 30 minutes after you ate to smoke, then your saliva is extremely uh, alkaline. So it's, it's become sensitive again, as if you just woke up. 30 minutes after the meal, it's wow. the rebound effect. And all that saliva is going to your digest, to your lower digestive system, to your stomach to process the food. And that's why your saliva becomes alkaline. So again, you cannot sit in a room with the same cigar uh, and every, everybody's reaction uh, Be the same. Cannot, they, they cannot perceive the same unless if you equalize the room. If everybody at the same time has the, <laughs> the same body uh, components, uh, Eat uh, the same type of food, you wow. know. Don't yeah. don't take any different medications from each other. That, that's why you know perceiving the food fairs as a cigar is, is just uh, it's it is a personal experience. 
Wow, that's in, that's yeah. so fascinating. This I, I is like, c- yeah. cigar science right it's, here. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> leave it in this episode, cigar science. <laughs> but it's 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 really good. I'm really I'm really glad that you shared that though, because I think a lot of a lot of you know viewers, if they're just starting to get into the the cigar world, they right they watch the reviews. They go to Cigar Aficionado and they look at the top twenty five. They they watch reviews like like people like us do like podcasts and all this sort of you know social media people right and we like we actually get bagged on for this specifically we don't we do reviews because people want to know what we think of cigars but we don't ever bash a cigar like i don't i don't care if i didn't like it at all i won't give it like just like oh this is a two never smoke this i'll never say that i'll say I didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily take to this cigar, but there's too many factors, like you said, that go into it that I may smoke a cigar one time, not like it. And it may be a different scenario or I smoked it first thing in the morning and different time. And I, I was able to appreciate the flavors more and, and, and like the cigar. So we, we, we do get, you know, we, we get a similar audience sometimes as some other podcasts that'll do reviews and all this. And they're like, man, that's a terrible cigar. So-and-so rated that like, you know, like terrible, whatever. And I'll be like, have you tried it? Right. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta try There's it. so many different blends out yeah. there that it's just like, you, you can't down one because you don't never know if the next person is going to like There's that. a cigar yeah. out there and for I, somebody. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, man, it's just funny. I, I, I because I, I memorize, you know, the, the taste profiles of, of my cigars. So sometimes I read a review and I know exactly what time of the day that person reviewed my cigar and what he ate before. And <laughs> because I can, I can, I can actually agree with a lot of things that have been said. And then sometimes I think I wish I had smoked this, you know, in a different way, not, not just kind of, it's right. just like that. There's some, some, uh, some YouTube viewers out there, people like with the window open, exactly. uh, you know, smoking a cigar and there's all this wind going on and the guy's like, See how this cigar is burning so funky. You know, it's burning more here than here. So of course you're yeah. asshole. You're, your window is open and it's all the <laughs> wind coming inside. And yep, exactly. of course, you know, like yeah. Again, it's I that's why I usually I don't when I see reviews or bad reviews or good reviews, I, of course we get excited. It's good for marketing, you know. We want to make the top twenty-five of cigar fictionality, cigar sales, but yeah. but but at the end of, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. That's well, that's what we preach. Speaking about the uh, blending, how can other people learn how to blend cigars? Then, like, if it, so, it's a complex I got, process, I got. Right? I mean, no, I I got this question a lot lately. It, it's funny. It was a big discussion in one of the Facebook groups. They have they have like an industry Facebook group. Yeah. And which there's several manufacturers, which I'm not going to mention their names. And, and we got, you know, that question kind of pop up. Here's my take. I think anyone can learn how to make rice and beans and, and throw a steak at the, at the grill. I yeah. think, you know, if have, <laughs> like, just like this friend of mine said, if they have good ingredients, you know, most likely will taste good. But there's only maybe, I don't know, uh, I think it's like, 13 or 14 three-star Michelin chefs in the world. It's uh, just like it's only like uh, one Kobe Bryant, one Michael Jordan, and one Dominic Wilkins, and one. It, it, I mean, if you want, if you want to be in the in the performance uh, sports, 
Uh, you want to be a performance athlete. You got to have your body built for it. And as you can train, you can actually train six hours a day. Put your mind that you're going to be the best basketball player in the world. But if you don't have the body composition, if you don't have the, the you know, the, the, the materials, <laughs> it, it's going to be really hard. And I think people take, they think that you can just become a, a, a chef or a cigar blender just because you, you train your practice. And you can, again, you can. I'm not saying you can't. But there's always going to be people that, that are super tasters or they, are, they, have, they have an inclination for it. Or it's just me trying to become an artist like my daughter. I can learn techniques. I can learn how to, uh, to make to paint. I can learn how to create textures. But I'll never be Deborah, my daughter, because she's, she has this amazing superpower uh, where she can just kind of create things that you not even imagine. It's built on her. I, I think the same thing is to make cigars. You know, it's built on you. It's built for people who are enologists who make uh, blends for uh, uh, wine blends. Uh, it, it, that, that's, the, that's factual. That, that's scientifically proven that uh, people that can, uh, that, that are super tasters, they, they tend to be very creative when it comes to blending uh, wine or even blending whiskey or blending cigars or making right. a special dish. People that can cook already in their heads and think like, hey, if I add this kind of spicy with this, uh, this other element here, this with this umami thing, this will create this reaction in people's mouth and that will clean their palate for the next dish. And all the so not everybody. I cannot do the the you know I cannot be an artist. I actually try to be a basketball player. I I, I trained my entire life. I played for high school, but one day you know. I have to face the fact that I'm just six foot tall and that uh, my my body composition is not so good to be I'm not fast enough to, to play professional. So that's my answer to you. I think uh, you can learn, yes. And you should, you should, should always try and you should always proceed. But also, uh, I, I have a hard time with, with people that I, I would never call myself a master, you know, and and being a master, uh, a master, it's not a title that you give to yourself, right. nor even a title. It's a, it's a title that's given to you. And in the cigar world, it's given because of respect and it's given because of, uh, of your history, of your, uh, of your achievements. You know, I, I have very good friends who will go to these tobacco universities and stuff, which I think it's cool. I think they should go. There should be more out there. But you cannot just go there and, and get out and say, oh, I'm a master man. Right. Yeah. I, I actually, you know, it's a little sad to hear because I think, I don't think I was one of those people that was born with, with that talent. Um, Maybe you are. Taste. Maybe you are. Um, but um, I, I like that answer because I, I mean, I personally, you know, I've, I've learned about your journey. I've, I've, I've followed your journey. I've smoked your cigars. I've heard a lot of others, right? Outside of you talk about your cigars and talk about you. I think that, I think that it makes a lot of sense. Like, I think you have, you know, you, you talked about, you know, your condition and, and that allows you to have, you know, that 1% right of, of positive with that uh, ability to taste specifically and, and, you know, increase your senses and whatever that, that exactly is I don't know the science behind it and all, but um, I, I think that I think that it's exactly right that you know a lot of people can can 
try to blend the cigars and they should, like you said, explore it just like you did the basketball thing. I did the same thing with football. I played all the way through college. I thought I was going to make it, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, and Logan did too, right? We, we both had our, you know, and um, you're, you're specifically listen, made for something, right? Just to compliment the start, there's another side to it. Because I, in this, in this discussion, Facebook, Facebook uh, a guy said, well, but we are making cigars for average people. And you don't make cigars for super tasters. And he's right. But have you ever kind of go to a restaurant and order uh, a, a dish that you just don't know how it tastes so good? You don't know how to explain. You don't know even notice all the nuances. You just feel like, man, this is so good. I never experienced this before. And then the music's perfect. The company's perfect. Everything kind of matches together. Um, I think cigar makers, they make cigars for everybody. And they, but okay. they, they, they might not know uh, they might not know how uh, how to explain, and they might not maybe see all the dimensions of what's going on, but they just feel like very kind of uh, impacted yeah. by by that cigar. So th that was my answer. I think uh, so. Michelin star chefs they don't cook for for Michelin star chefs. They cook for everybody. I like that. So you you brought up the fact that. You know, there's depending on what you're drinking, right? And and then the wine and all that sort of stuff. So we're both having a the a Woodford Res, Woodford Reserve double oaked, right? A, a nice, yeah. fantastic um you know, pairing. But can you go into why do certain wines like I know you're a winemaker yourself, correct? And and yes. why do why do certain you know, like people say, oh man, you got to have this whiskey and with cigars, you got to have this wine. Is that a specific taste? Is there a reason that, you know, alcoholic drinks, is it the feeling you get like you're talking about? Um, what can you kind of, I guess, explain wh why do you think that that's a common pairing? Well, I think the, the most common pairing that you see is people smoking cigars with uh, uh, whiskey or, or with bourbon or cognac, right? So there's something in common with all those drinks that enhances how you perceive flavor, especially in the upper palate in the back of your throat. Try to imagine when you listen to a music, you know, if you guys like music or not. When you close yeah. your eyes, you can sometimes focus into one instrument that's been playing that uh, in the symphony or rock band, whatever. Yeah. So you you uh, it's almost like when you mute some of your senses, some other senses become more vivid. That's why blind people, they hear more than we do. Right. right. So when when you put anything that's over forty percent alcohol in your lips, the first reaction is that tingling on the your lips and the tip uh, the tip of your tongue, right? So it's happening there. Uh, you're basically numbing uh, that part of your palate, and when you numb that part of your palate, the the your upper palate in the back of your throat becomes way more vivid. So now you perceive more flavors in the back of your uh, in your upper palate in the back of yeah. your throat because you, you numb that palate. This is what, this is the most common one. But we there's several types of pairings, right? But they, they're basically divided in three. It's called the complementary pairing, which is when you drink the wine with the food and then that food tastes better because of the wine. The wine tastes better because of the food. So yeah. that's an example of complementary pairing, which happens in cigars as well. Then you have, well, I call the antagonist pairing which is when you get a co contrast to be able to understand another element. 
which is the example I just gave to you. So yeah. you have an element and that kind of uh, mutes something or enhances another uh, part of your body that will perceive the flavor better. Uh, and then you have what I call the ultra pairing. The ultra pairing is synergy. It's when two elements, they react with each other and create a third element, just like uh, water. So if you have uh, two molecules of oxygen separate, it's a gas. If you have one molecule of hydrogen, it's a gas. But when you combine these two, you have water. Right. So it's, it's, it's the same thing. Sometimes you are eating a cheese, a sharp cheese, and you're smoking a tobacco that has high acidity. And then it creates a third experience uh, of that combination of the flavors that would, didn't, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this combination of the two. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it really it does yeah. make That's sense. It's just like now I just want to go so, out and try out try all these things that you're teaching, uh, right? I want to. All right, let me try this. I'm gonna numb my, you know, the tip of my tongue and try this, and then eat this cheese to see, you know. Uh, but there's way more. Like the, the the residual of the bourbon. I mean, it it, it creates a very interesting pairings. You know, when you when you drink wine, so wine pairing is one of the most difficult. And that's another myth. A lot of people say, I like to have my cigar with a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. What wine? What cigar? Like, uh, it's, it's one of the hardest. I dare to say that 90% of the cigars will never pair with wine. Really? So pairing, pairing a cigar with a wine has a lot to do with the pH uh, of the leaves, like how much mm -hmm. acidic that smoke is and, uh, and what and the amount of protein that's present in the wine. Uh, the protein you found in the skin of the grapes. So the, the, the wines that are high in tannin, they're very, very dark. They have more protein. Remember the, the, that we were talking about the, uh, the taste buds that require that, that protein to yeah. react. Mm -hmm. So the wine creates a layer in your tongue and in all the tissue of your mouth. Uh, have you ever uh, drank a wine that's very, very uh, uh, high in tannins and then you look at your teeth, it's all like red. Yeah, but 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 if but if you drink like a Pinot or white wine, we never it doesn't get red uh, because that protein is not adhering to the tissue of your mouth. So you, you they, they certain tobaccos that react really well uh, with that layer of tannin that's that's covering your mouth, and and the pH of course is very important. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. a lot of cigar. It's awesome. Oh, you guys, you, 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 guys, cigar you, you, guys, you guys are going. You guys are going this route. I never talked so much about. No, uh, I like it. I think the, it's, this is the great. Science behind cigars Look, and today. I talk I, about it, but not as much as I'm talking I, tonight. I, I, well, I think it's really good information for new beginners out there because, right. you know, like you said, there's a lot of reviewers and people out there that talk about man you gotta have this bourbon with this cigar you gotta have this specific and, yeah. and why you know the why is always like you know people don't know why and i think this is i mean people could listen to this episode and be like okay i don't know what to try with what but i at least am educated enough to say that's the bit of pairing is like the try and error you know that i we don't have to kind of be, you know, scientists to kind of do pairing. Right. The, the do pairing is exactly like what your brain connects uh, with the two elements. You know, sometimes sometimes I'm smoking a cigar and I think, oh, I think this will go well with bourbon. And and then I'll I'll try it and it makes sense. But sometimes I try it, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So and that's that's the thing. You know, that's exactly uh, the, the fun 
of pairing is the is trying. You know? So let me ask you this: I'm 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 no expert. I'm I'm not near your knowledge of of palates and the, the whole tasting. I don't think anyone is. is. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, right when I'm thinking of a pairing, I like to either taste or even just smell the the uh, drink first, right? Whether it's a bourbon, cognac, uh, whiskey, scotch, whatever, wine, whatever it is, I like to smell that. And I typically think in my head of a specific cigar that like I could imagine, like I want at that moment. Does that make sense? Or am I just like making this? 100%, 100%. Nice. Because, <laughs> no, yeah, because I mean, everybody has, is this, I'll go back and talk a little bit about synesthesia so you guys understand. Everybody has a little bit of. Right. So the the you probably have a dish that I don't know your mom made, someone in your family, a restaurant you went to, and if you concentrate, you can remember that flavor, and even right. and even taste in their mouth. Most human beings can do that. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, that memory uh, of the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's, part, it's part of that synesthesia. There was a, some other elements that made you remember that, that flavor. Uh, another way that I like to explain is uh, when you, when you have, have ever experienced someone scratching a surface or a wall, then if you use bumps, it almost hurts in your body. Yeah. So if you, multi- if you multiply that by 10, 20, it's what a person with synesthesia has. Almost like every single thing can provoke that type of pain, you know? But we all have wow. it. Or you go, or you go to a concert, and the low frequencies are so strong that you start feeling your stomach sick. You feel like yeah. this nausea. It's mm-hmm. because of the of the of the low frequencies of the the, the, the drums, the the, yeah. the bass. So uh, the you thinking in your head of a taste profile and trying to correlate even before you actually put the smoke. It's exactly what synesthesia is. It's exactly uh, how how you, how how you can exercise your brain into pairing. It's by imagining the flavor before you actually experience the flavor. By imagining the flavor of the cigar with something else, you know. You, and we do this. Uh, we just don't pay attention, but we, we do that all the time. When you when we cook, we think about yeah, what about some garlic? Here? What about some olive oil? With this, and then your brain is already. Uh, constructing and building those memories of of different flavors yeah right yeah wow that's so interesting well i'm glad i'm not too far off then (laughs) no not at all man that's good Uh, that uh, that is good because i've 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 tried to learn it and and we're expanding you know a lot of our uh a lot of our listeners a lot of our followers have been asking okay i'm getting into cigars what do i drink yeah with my cigars right but they broaden it just like you said, what do I drink with my cigars? Like, okay, well, it depends on the cigar. It depends on, um, but now I, uh, now everybody watching you guys can, can focus on, all right, maybe figure out what you want to drink first, or I guess it could go the opposite, right? If you smell the cigar, it could make you think of something you would want to drink. Exactly. You know, smoke a cigar and then I'm just pay next attention to now, that taste. Right? No, but but you know it's it, that's what it is. You you uh, you can smoke a cigar and think about the food. I, I'm I'm smoking a new blend right now, and for me, it's the best time to smoke is now because I'm hungry, and I am I'm here now already thinking about what I what I I want to eat tonight. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna meet some friends at a restaurant here at the steakhouse, 
I'm already thinking about the menu that I know and uh, yeah. thinking about what I'm going <laughs> to I like that. Have with it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, I should have. Uh, I should have looked up the uh, flavors before, so that, like you were saying, I can think of uh, as I'm smoking the cigar. Yeah. Kind of think of. Get get those get, notes get those out of it. Of, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so, Luciano, um, what is what is one piece of advice that you would give to a new cigar smoker? That's a good one, man. I think my advice to any new cigar smoker is just kind of go at your pace. Because usually a new cigar smoker, they come, uh, they usually start smoking because of some sort of peer pressure. <laughs> they, yeah. Because right. they, go, they, they go to, they hear, you know, amazing things or they smell, they go to a cigar lounge with some friends. And, and every friend that wants to introduce someone to cigars like to teach them how to smoke. So you got to try this. This is very good. This is how you heterohale. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. <laughs> I think this is very much like a self-discovery. It's almost like, uh, it's like babies, you know, when babies are learning how to walk, uh, they, there's no manual for them. They, they, they're, so they're built to, and we are all built to perceive flavors. So once, uh, once someone, you know, experienced the, the whole smoking process, I think uh, they will naturally uh, learn. So I don't think actually smoking cigars is something to be taught. It's something to be experienced. I love I that. that was, That's a great answer. You just you just got to dive in and, and start learning for yourself. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, I, I think so. That's you know, actually just, we've never gotten that answer before. Yeah. <laughs> because again, I, I yeah, I, I know a lot of people. I think the most common answer is start with a mild cigar, right? <laughs> yeah. But right. actually, I I. I I, in my case, I started with a very strong cigar and which, I mean, we have to kind of also, you know, eventually, maybe not tonight, but this, this, this whole thing about strength is so, so arguable, you know, like, uh, you know, strength of nicotine and boldness will never make you sick. So you can, it's almost like your, your body stops. It's just like when you, uh, you know, when you eat too much. You feel mm -hmm. like you're full. Yeah. You stop. Usually, when you smoke too much nicotine, you have that same alarm that tells you it's time to to stop. What you don't have an alarm for it's when you smoke under fermented tobacco that is high concentration of ammonia, and those make you very very sick, stomach sick. Nicotine doesn't make your stomach sick. Nicotine, the first effect is makes you uh, gives you some sort of relaxation then focus you start focusing more just like a fiend very similar to that and then after that you start getting some chills there's a vase contrition so your blood pressure can be elevated a little bit and then you might have some headaches when you're intoxicated with uh, the nicotine but uh but like you know nausea or stomach sick it's usually because of under tobacco so that's that's a myth that if you are a rookie and you're smoking a really really heavy cigar, and you got sick, it's not because it was a really heavy cigar. But listen, no, I I, I think what is a myth is what what people perceive to be strong because uh, so, something happened in the, in the late '90s and to this day is that when people look at a dark wrapper, they think that the cigar is bold and strong, but actually in most of the cases you're talking about harshness and spiciness. And that's what obtained with under-fermented tobacco. So the more under-fermented the tobacco is, the more of that sensation of harshness you have in the mouth. A true Maduro, a true, uh, a true 
well-processed, fully processed tobacco uh, should be buttery, not actually aggressive. Hmm. And the more, and I the less ammonia, the more, yeah, the, the, the less ammonia you have, the more processed the tobacco is, the more the nicotine is absorbed by your blood system. So the more you absorb nicotine. So, which means that the, the less harsh the tobacco is, usually that's when the nicotine is being delivered. The more, the more ammonia, ammonia almost create, creates a blockage uh, to, uh, to the nicotine to be delivered to your body. So it's, it's, uh, it's the opposite. But again, a lot of people perceive uh, strength with their harshness and spiciness. And then it's not a myth, it's true. If you smoke too much of that cigar or too fast, you're gonna get sick, your stomach's gonna feel upset and, and you can eat anything and, and it's gonna ruin, uh, gonna ruin your day. So yeah. that's why, you know, if you go with milders, you're gonna feel better. But actually a strong cigar, when I say strength, depends what language you're talking about. When I say strength, I'm talking about the amount of nicotine that's delivered to you by that cigar. Right, huh. wow. Well, I mean, Luciano, I think we could go on for hours and hours and hours of just these, these different things. So we'll, we'll definitely have to have you on again. Um, but we are we are out of time today. Thank you so much for coming on and just laying some 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 great education on us. I think a, a lot of the cigar beginners will be much more knowledgeable about how to at least approach it right how to approach their just journey into the cigar world um, and, and just try all, all the different things that you said. I mean, it's my, my brain is sitting here just thinking about all, trying oh, all the different things. With questions right now. <laughs> we'll so, definitely have to have you on again. We, we hey, 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 listen, I think I'm just a learner like, like you guys. And I ask questions and I, and the knowledge, knowledge is not something that you inherit. It's acquired, right? So you, you right. study, I, I'm, a, I'm a curious person. And I think uh, just you guys, the questions you guys ask are very good questions. And I think this is going to help a lot, you know, everybody to, uh, to imagine and to dream of a, I like uh, <laughs> better, a better future. And you know, I, when I, when I look at the name of the podcast, you remind, of course, you know, I named a cigar after uh, the same name called The Dreamer. Do you guys want to know the reason why I named The Dreamer? Absolutely. I, I would love okay. to know the reason behind that. The reason behind that is because uh, I, I have a very good friend of mine who's a writer. And he's in a philosopher, the mother philosopher. And he, he told me a story that, that when he went to do a TED talk, he does TED talks, he talks, you know, speaks all over the world. So he went to this place where there were several speakers, but coincidentally, uh, each one of them had like some sort of specialty in animals. Like someone will write about, uh, you know, uh, gorillas, one will talk about fish, one will talk about penguins. And there, he was at the table and they asked him, uh, what is your specialty? And he said, I, my specialty are humans. Oh, you're an anthropologist. No, I'm not. Are you a uh, uh, physician or, or a scientist? Said, no, I'm not. And that made him think about what differentiates human beings from any other species in the world. And his, uh, his findings and his answer, and, and I usually ask these questions when I'm, I'm speaking, doing public speaking. I said, you know, what, what is the, the vocation of human beings? 
like silkworms, they make silk, you know, honeybees, they make honey. Uh, every animal seems to be part of a, a ecosystem and they have a purpose. Right. Uh, when you ask that question about humans, usually there's a silence. People don't know what to say. But actually, my, my, his opinion, which is my opinion as well, is that human beings are actually made to dream. We are the only, only species that oh, are capable. That. We are the only species that are capable of imagining something that doesn't exist and, and create. So, and, and, and I hear there's they, like this, uh, someone posted one day, just kind of, kind of mess with me. He posted like, oh, I was dreaming and then I became awake. So dreaming is not the opposite of, 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 of being as, uh, uh, dream is not the opposite of being awake. So uh, being awake is the opposite of being asleep uh, when you're actually not dreaming. So you, you don't have to sleep to dream. Yeah. You know, dreaming is about imagining. And imagining something that doesn't exist, just by imagining, it, it becomes reality already in your brain. And that's why we are so good with technology. That's why there's evolution in medicine. That's why there is, uh, you know, uh, in all, all fields of, uh, of human knowledge are developed because of our ability to imagine solutions, imagine things that don't, don't exist. So I just hope you guys continue to uh, imagine things that don't exist and, and do like a different, uh, different way of doing uh, podcasts and interviews. You guys are doing a great job. It was a pleasure to be here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love that story. That's a great way to finish it off. I mean, that's, that's exactly dreamer has been my kind of tagline of, of my life for a long time. I, I still have a little sign in my office today that says dream that was in my bedroom when I was literally like two months old that my parents had. And that's, it's, it's been everything that I, that I've done is, is trying to imagine something that's not real yet. Um, and that's, that's how we are here today talking to you. So it is, it is really awesome. To, um, can you talk about that? He said, you don't have to sleep to dream. That's my favorite line. It is good. I love that. Very important. <laughs> Very nice. Absolutely. Luciano, well, we, we definitely got to have you on some more. We, 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 we got to help everybody learn. Um, thank you so much for being on today. Guys, make sure that you are following. I mean, we didn't even get into Pichardo and Ace Prime and all the things that Luciano has, but just just look him up, look up Luciano Morales on all the social media, look up Ace Prime, Pichardo, all those uh, different entities that, that he's a part of. Um, everything he does is absolutely fantastic. We, we've enjoyed smoking his cigars today. Make sure that you check him out. And thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and follow us. If you want to learn any more about cigars, you want to learn how to get into cigars, and uh, if you just want to see Luciano again, just follow us. We'll, we'll figure out a way to get him on again. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, and I, I think that's it. That's perfect. That's a great way to end. That's it. it. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Luciano. Thank you. Thank you, guys.